Hello, you're listening to episode 96 of Kamen Rider's Me. This is a very special episode. Uh, it is our uh, finale of Kamen Rider Saber. And I'm your host, Kim. And with me is my co-host, Kopitake Senpai. Hey, Senpai, what's up? What's going on, bro? We made it, man. Yeah, we made it. It was, uh, <laughs> wasn't sure about this one sometimes. <laughs> you know, not sure if we make this one, but we did it. Yeah, we definitely hung in there and, you know, journey's finally come. Or is it? Because, <laughs> like... To follow something for like a whole year, just like I like how there's like the two casts, like the like Reiwa cast, and like the book club cast, and like spending like a season, like three months, like putting in something. It's cool, but it's also cool to like have that like long term slow burn kind of thing with something. Like even if you maybe aren't the hottest on it, you know. So, and yeah, there's some definite peaks and valleys though here. Just Daver. Yeah, it hasn't been a complete bumpy ride, but we definitely needed a four-wheel drive for this. Yeah, there are definitely some episodes where it's like, ah, uh, let's talk about Space Jam. <laughs> let's talk about Space Jam. <laughs> and um, some slight uh, uncertainty with the like Olympics um, is why right now it's episodes, uh, the last five episodes, episodes 44 through 47, and then the weird episode 48 thing that we got. But yeah, this is the end of the show, and it's a lot. Um, but before that, I just want to ask, um, how have you been the last uh, two weeks, man? I've been pretty good, man. I, I just picked up a, a new medium of escape, escapism, and I've been enjoying it. Uh, and that's literally been taking up all my time. Reading nothing but my... Yeah, you had that um, on my tweet a little while back. It was like, after like 20 years, I'm now like a manga guy. Yeah, bro. Like, now my friends are <laughs> kind of scared to talk. And uh, it's pretty cool, man. And uh, it just made more sense for me to transition into manga. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, when you look at like the chapter list of certain manga compared to the anime, like behind. So uh, I usually yeah. like to confirm for season three. So I just decided to hop into it. It's been fun. Yeah, it's one of those like things too, where it's not like you're like going out there like, "Hey, look at the shading right here, like right <laughs> here on like this pupil right here." Like, yeah. You have to know, like it's a different thing. Is like it's the less casual option, I guess. But also, it takes so much less time too. It's like so much more like bite size. You'd be like, oh, look, I just like read like three episodes worth of stuff today in my in between times about like sitting down and like dedicating to that. You know, like the pacing is up to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you could read it as fast or as slow as. You. I do have one friend that uh, he's like, oh, I just do it for the artwork. You know, but you know, what series have you like m- made that swap to? Crushed all of Jujutsu, Jujutsu Kaisen. <laughs> I'm okay. like all the way caught up on that uh, this year, and uh, I just caught up to where I'm at in the anime. So I'm probably gonna slow down until this season's over with, and I'll just binge. Yeah, Chainsaw Man, which is a huge like hype anime right now that everybody's been waiting to come out reading this new one you might like it it's called uh kaiju number eight i keep hearing that one talked about yeah but yeah i like to check that out yeah um like a quick comparison i would combine juice instead of like the titans pretty dope no sounds cool um i really uh just want to know sometimes like what's the perfect way to like find out like what series maybe like didn't make the transition to like anime like that well because i know like uh the one that i keep like meaning to start is dr stone where i know a lot of people are like oh like dr stone and like promise neverland aren't half as good in the anime as they are in like the like manga it's like okay cool like, i'll like try those out then if like oh, that's really? where people are like at you know yeah uh, more for dr stone i think but. okay i heard some complaints about the promise neverland adaptation because they left like a huge chunk of chapters out but I haven't heard that about Dr. Stone and both those series I really like a lot. So I don't mind rereading those or reading those in general. <laughs> Not really. Yeah. And I'm definitely feeling like the manga reader like issue right now with getting current with the My Hero anime where I'm like, huh, they're pacing and expanding, but also like there's certain things that they're making much longer and certain things that they're not giving much time where I like preferred it like how it was done there. And I'm just like, ah, I'm not sure how I feel about this. Yeah, I've been wanting to like get more into the My Hero um fan base, but I keep hearing it's like really toxic 
And uh, I heard this one YouTuber describe my hero the best way. He was like, there's so many characters and it's like, you end up only caring about what happens to like four. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's so many, it's kind of like a, a saber issue. You know, you have all these characters that don't really get a chance to get developed. They're just like sidekicks. But when they're put in situations, you're supposed to feel something and you just don't. Yeah. I try not to be like too much of like a fandom person just because like I feel like getting these weird arguments and like these weird conversations. And like sometimes it's cool to be like, oh, I love that at a glance, like reading for 40 seconds, I really care about this character. Like, cause like you do. But also, there's people that get like way, like way overburdened. I feel like sometimes if like certain things that aren't really there, it's like, okay, I, I, it's, probably all right that this character is shitty and they're portrayed shitty or like that kind of thing you know yeah it's kind of like the whole problem like let's say like you make a you come out and be like okay kip's top 10 uh toku shows of all time and then people don't agree with your list it's like it's my list i'm I'm entitled to have whatever i want on my list you know what i'm saying like instead of them like you know like talking to you about it they bash you. Oh, how could you not have this on there? Like, how do you not like this? So, it's, you know, some people just don't understand that, you know, it's just subjective to the person. Unless you like come out like full on like a uh, top 10, like anime of all time. And if you don't agree, you like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like I could have yeah. like, uh, like just straight up like, if you don't agree, then you suck. You have no taste, something like that. Then you could attack the person. Though, honestly, I'm getting much more into that stuff lately where I'm like, I feel like doing something that makes people angry <laughs> helps separate out the people who are like, oh, that's a funny little joke you made. And people that are like, what do you mean? Like, I kissed my sister because I don't like fucking like Yu Yu Hakusho. That person's fine. Like, they can stay mad and like stay away, you know? Yeah. And that's something that you, like I like I like wouldn't say struggle with, but something that I always like had in the back of my hand, just being a content creator or discussing shows like Saber. It's like you bash it because you really don't like it or you you like it because you really do like something about it, but you're torn between like not trying to piss somebody off or offend somebody. You know what I mean? You're like, uh, am I being too negative about this? Am I being too... I don't know. I don't know if you ever had that problem with, when you t- like try to do a review on something. I mean, for me, it's much more like, okay, I don't like this and like... Respectfully. It's also like, <laughs> the only things that most people like you or I are mean spirits about like is like oh a real world issue we're pissed off about this but I don't think like, like we're pissed off but like oh it's repetitive what this character is doing we're like hey this is a messed up way to like represent like this issue like that's like where most people go like most people aren't like being shitty about like not liking something you know exactly but yeah there's a lot of we might get back to that later though about something but just <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah true yeah, for sure. But yeah, there's nothing like uh, too deep there for us. But uh, to open up the last page here, that's uh, the first episode that we looked at was episode 44 of Copyright Saber. And just uh, just before we start, actually, uh, I do want to say that perhaps the very detailed recap at the start of episode 44 was very clutch for me. I was like, oh man, I needed this so bad. <laughs> yeah, me too, man. I love recaps. How we're going to do this is we're going to break this out into 44, 45, then do 46 and 47 after a another segment, and then do uh, that last episode like separately. So I'm going to summarize these two really quick. Uh, so this is 44, uh, open the last page, and 45, and Swordsman, betting the world. Uh, so, episode 44 starts with Storius resurrecting four sages as the barrier that the Swordsman made break. May's boss and other people that have seen the Wonder World see the end coming. Luna is sad that the story is ending, and then we get a, a big fight scene with all four sages being very strong. Toma gives a speech that rallies the, um, forces of good and uh rentaro like approaches the shindai siblings as they are trading in the hyperbolic time chamber <laughs> um slash is going to sharpen all the blades as uh he and buster tell you about their masters sophia 
and Yuri start to fade. Ren and Keto talk. Sora's mom shows up. Vitaru and May have a moment. Uh, and then the three friends talk and meet at the tree. As Luna suddenly gets older and hot to talk, then we get a cool ending sequence and a like preview for next time. So yeah, this whole last bit is like a whole arc kind of these last four episodes. This was like the most of the setup for these, but it was a, a weird episode because there was like definitely parts where I was like, it's well done here. I just wish it had been set up better, which is like the story of Saber sometimes, you know? Yeah. I, at this point, we should just be used to it, but it, it definitely shows flashes of the potential that it could have had without, you know, COVID and everything. But, you know, we just think it get a chance to see that show. That ending montage where it's like showing everybody like having dinner or like preparing for like meeting at dawn the next day. That was great. Yeah. That was perfect. I'm like, why couldn't this whole show be like this? And like even uh, Ogami sat down with Sora and his wife, you know, just being people. <laughs> that helped me feel some, you know, emotions towards Ogami yeah. in later episodes. I'm like, oh, damn, you know? And uh, he's always been one of the most developed characters in this in the show. So uh, maybe that's why they chose him. No, yeah. Um, I think that uh, it's really interesting how well they are at moments but they just really are so scattershot with like building up like talked around like episode like 40 how the main characters were castle storius ren and disaster for like this like second to last arc which like we would have never guessed come that. on <laughs> come on please let the main characters have something consistent and like a foundation for the fact that they're going to be the main characters have these big moments but they really just are very bad at that and like it to me it just felt like the show never found its footing like whether that's like covid restrictions on like where they could film whether that was like script issues or i'm not sure but just i was like ah it sucks that there's clear work being done in the way like the fight scenes are done and like the way that the like very clear like the actors are acting but also just like I don't care, which sucks, you know? Yeah, and like seeing what the ending of Ryder where Zero One went through, all of Saber, and then we have Revise coming out. I'm like, COVID's still around, so is this going to be a shit show too? But I don't know, man. It's just COVID's definitely wrecking Saber. I mean, uh, Kamen Rider at the moment. I don't think it's just COVID, honestly. I think like it definitely, you could see those issues I think part of it was just like they didn't have a consistent like we'll talk more as it comes up like very often in the show it wouldn't say like a like um, I think like film create Hulk has like uh, that book um, that I forget the name of it might be called like film crit Hulk it's like guide to writing but like um, how in a good story the thing that connects scenes should be this happens, therefore this happens. Mm -hmm. You're in a bad story when it it says this happens and then this happens. Yeah. And that's what happened in Saber. And then this happened. A lot. And very often it was like a new book or new form, new writer. <laughs> so many things just kind of happened and were like a big deal for one episode and then like, yeah. <laughs> but no. Um, and for episode 45, um, some more and then happens because the episode starts with Sophia becoming Caliber and then they all transform <laughs> um, everyone fights the, the foot soldiers we haven't seen for 40 episodes and also their stories is army uh, the fight moves to a bunch of caves and Storius is in like an empty hotel pool or like rooftop construction area or something <laughs> Storius sees the dead medjid and used to talk to them throughout the episode um Ren and Slash fight one stage as the rest move on. Uh, Luna reveals that she is using the dead magic to confront Storius. Um, then there's a random moment where the former Caliber and Saber help Sophia, but they're just figments sent by Tassel. May is sad and finds Toma's manuscript for his new story. The group continues to get pulled off into stage fights. Notes just Toma and Keto moving forward. Storius is sad about fate. It says that tragedy is beautiful as the riders get defeated. 
Luna says that Toma creates new stories and that's good. Sophia phase and the writers rally for a second set of fights. Um, <laughs> Ren has a disaster tinge finisher. Slash dies. Buster tells Rentaro to go ahead with Ren and that he won't die because his son's about to graduate. Uh, the siblings continue to act incesty as they keep fighting. <laughs> May decides to help. <laughs> and Ren and Kento team up as everyone rushes forward. Uh, <laughs> What an episode. <laughs> what an episode. Bro. A, lot of ha- a lot of things happen in this one than the finale. Yeah, a lot of things really do happen here. Where it's like, <laughs> when Sophia became Caliber, I was like, what? I, that was the last thing I thought would happen. I'm like, wait a minute. She's, I had to rewind it. I'm like, wait, she's Caliber? <laughs> Remember when Kento's dad showed up as a spirit and became Caliber like six episodes ago and then was gone after that? Mm-hmm. Why, why Why? didn't he come back and be like, I'm a spirit, but I'm back versus Sophia becoming Caliber for some reason. And like both of the previous Calibers like join her. It's like, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I think that was just a yeah. way to bring them back. You know what I mean? Like, okay, let's bring them back. Have them part of the fight. Yeah, just a big bunch of stuff. And um, <laughs> just, yeah, I liked seeing Dorius being haunted by the other dead Medjid. That works for me better. Like honestly, like throughout this whole like last of episodes, Storius actually worked pretty well for me. Like like it was like, okay, you're doing a lot with not a lot of time, but you're doing it as good as you can. I felt, you know? Yeah, I didn't have a problem with Storius. Um and these sages just <laughs> The sages I, though. What do you think about the sages? I'm just like they obviously just made up something to like have the writers to fight versus everybody team up on Storius and just save that for the finale. But uh, they, is, they were yeah. so OP. <laughs> From nowhere, because like 10 episodes ago, Logos was like, hey, I killed the sages. Like yeah, at the start man. of the episode, somebody says there's four sages that actually governed Logos. Then he said, actually, I killed them. Then now they show up and they're resurrected. They're super powerful. <laughs> Uh, it's great. I, I thought it was just me. I wasn't really a fan of the phage, uh, the sages, but it did provide one of the coolest finishers I've seen, uh, which was a uh, Renner disaster. That was awesome. I like that. That was scene. really cool. Um, but I'm like, why did they just bring back a bunch of like old like magic monsters and just have them fight those? You know what I mean? Like a swarm of those. <laughs> Impossible <laughs> to tell. <laughs> uh, it just seems so weird too, because like. The stages were like a cool design and like you totally could have done something where like the stages were built up a little bit more, just had like a couple like other scenes of oh like the stages really trained everybody, or like, oh, the Shindai siblings followed the stages above all and then that's when they turned on Logos when they found out that like he killed them or something. Like something to build them up or like say, Oh, they're super strong for this reason or I don't know. Uh and just a lot of people like randomly die but not really in these episodes like yeah that, you know how I feel about the fake deaths I hate those man like I don't know like I, when they like I guess they died fainted passed out I don't know but uh, I, I knew automatically that they would come back but I didn't know that um, Yuri was going to be the one to bring him back yeah um, I couldn't help like the moment where like um, where like um both Rintaro and like Hogami are getting their asses kicked. And then he's like, it's all right. My son graduates soon. I can't die. <laughs> yeah. You go ahead. It's like, what are you, are you doing? And then like, even with the setup, like when they had showed him with, you know, eating uh, dinner with Sora and uh, his wife, I'm like, oh, he's going to die. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like the whole like bitter, sweet ending. But they definitely yeah. kind of like backtracked on that one. And the Shindai siblings dying was so it's so uncomfortable watching them interact with each other i'm like i I read this one review and it said it would have been so much better if like they were just like in the same clan and like loved each other or something versus yeah you know like them actually being like in love and they're like siblings i don't know i I get like jamie and cersei lannis survives for them yeah Let's save that for the next episode when they actually die. But just this is like the whole start of this like three episode arc of just like 
people being in caves and being in long drawn out fight scenes <laughs> and like the scenes don't change the characters don't change and it's just like all blurs together you know and just it, it goes for so long but like just yeah, it this, does yeah this could have been better as like a like a movie you know what i mean because it kind of runs together like a movie does and two i think that like it's just how many times in this show has the world ended and there's been a long drawn out fight scene with all the writers versus like a nebulous threat that we don't really know so many times at least like six times, I feel like, with this point, you know? Yeah, two per arc, seems like. So this kind of would have been a, like, cutoff, I guess, like, if we hadn't done uh, that little, uh, we hadn't looked at uh, Parahero, like, Hundine, and, like, Trigger, like, this would have been, like, its own episode. So, what is our kind of, like, midpoint in the finale arc, like, judgment so far? Uh, shit's starting to, like, kind of, like, snowball into the finale. And at this point, and I think was it this episode or the next one? I can't remember. They they all like run together, but uh, yeah, they do. I really like the whole uh, Storius pretty much saying that he's the opposite of Toma, and like he used to be a poet. No, it's it's definitely like just running into the same stakes, the same character. So it's just like hard to suit be super invested, but. They're making it as epic as they could. Like for me, like Saber is the show of like the monkey paw, like curling for me. Or like, oh, I would love a Kamen Rider show that like um had like a very drawn out and like sacrifice filled like finale arc that like showed how grueling the battle was, and then it's just like curls and like there's no stakes really that feel very concrete to me, you know. Yeah, and I saw that, uh, you know, me still being uh, fairly new to <clears throat> Kamen Rider, um, at the beginning of the show, we, we kind of compared it to a Sentai, you know, with mm-hmm. like the uh, ending dance and like a lot of the gimmicks that it's pulling off. And uh, one thing that I saw someone say online that kind of made sense to me is that, and you even said it yourself, like when we first started part of like the old school Kamen Rider shit, there was not always a happy ending. You know what I'm saying? It was like some real like, bittersweet type yeah. stuff but like with this i feel like they had opportunity to go there and they just did <laughs> you know what i mean like if they did all die in a cave and maybe they came back as quote-unquote like force ghosts that would have been like you know, like they sacrificed their lives for stories and everybody else getting a chance to tell their stories but instead you know they didn't want to go there and they wanted to like happy ending and once we get to the actual episode i, I have some thoughts on that as well but even with like moments like that or revival in the cave, you kind of know like where it's headed. You fucking scoop me like at the end of the very last episode. <laughs> I wrote down, and then the force ghost of Tassel and all the fucking village show up. <laughs> but and yeah. then like it turned into a whole end game ending, like the blip and like everybody disappears, Thanos snap. I'm like, yo, this is the show has like three epilogues. <laughs> Wild, bro. Wild. <laughs> like it's just so weird that there's multiple times in the last two episodes where we see an epilogue and then it keeps going for like seven more minutes and it's like oh and here's what we did after and then here's us all meeting and deciding what to do after it's like okay but you, you can just do it and then we get the just actual like epilogue uh, uh yeah but so so this all won't run together let's talk about um a concept that we had in that um we aren't sure how we're feeling about Kamen Rider Revice. Uh, we'll maybe talk about how not sure we are later. But, uh... <laughs> Especially after that epilogue. We, um, had originally planned to look at Kamen Rider Revice as the currently, like, airing show and pair that with Kaisuke Sentai Gokaiju, which is a Sentai show that I have not seen too much of. I know people love and ha- and was, like, one of our most recommended and definitely our most recommended non-writer show and definitely one that I think you would like Senpai so like that's still on the board I think whatever we pick it, it like we'll get paired with that and that'll be fun but we were thinking maybe we should like sample some stuff to go with that and like replace Kevin Writer Revice um, so there is a list that we have there are five slots one is covered by Kevin Writer Revice and maybe we'll do like four slots and like we're 
try to pick from a short list three or four kind of options for what we could sample and maybe slot in for that uh the main show that we cover uh next year so with that um one one show that we mentioned liking uh that we have previously looked at um was ultraman taiga you like the show right Senpai? yeah i actually i enjoyed it that's the one that's on youtube right uh yeah yeah i enjoyed the first two episodes it's uh two or three years ago now it's a uh modern ultraman show um and then like just like any like other shows like uh i wasn't sure like uh was it Comrider game or exa that you finished uh finished uh game but i got like halfway through x8 i didn't include those because like i know like you've had like a lot of exposure to them but like you know, the shows that like we've looked at before taiga was one where i was like okay he likes that um then there was another um category in shows that we've looked at a little bit but but have been asked to cover again or to like go in depth more on by our like listeners uh that was garo which oh the first one. two episodes of yeah, yeah garo that was a while ago that was fun and then come writer Fies, which Fies. I'm surprised by. Because you didn't like Fies. I thought I did. Nah, you know what? I think you told me that I had to like maybe like wait a couple episodes. So maybe we should check it out again. I really like Fies. Uh, like, I don't want to do something that you haven't seen yet either. It's going to be more fun that way. Okay. Because like, uh, so Fies, having watched for at least like 12 years probably, if not longer uh, by now, because I'm watched it first in like, Seven, so yeah, uh, but well, um, you've been kind of far removed from it, so we can still maybe check that out then. That's definitely if you want to go towards bittersweet and like the darker, like early <laughs> that's 2000s, more, yeah, that's, that's my shit right there. Uh, it's also definitely a show that might take a little while to relate to because it like is a little like slower burn of some character stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the third category of shows that we could add to our list to check out. Are uh, is one called uh, things that Kip thinks Senpai might like. <laughs> now, um, there is Comrider Build. Comrider Build is the Comrider show from three or four years ago now. Uh, it's one of the only modern shows I haven't watched. I just wasn't, but it's also the only one that I know people like. It's not like Ghost, where a lot of people don't like it. Like, I was just like, wasn't watching Comrider when it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the basic premise is there's a genius with amnesia who meets an MMA fighter death row on the run convict and they have to figure out why a box from Mars divided Japan into three warring countries oh shit yeah okay put that on the list okay <laughs> yeah there you go hey um, you know my type yeah that was like one where I was like, okay, that okay. that fits right there. Oh. Um, then there's Common Writer O's, which I have seen. So maybe it's not fitting, but um, it's from 2013, 2012, I think. Um, and th- the basic premise there is there is this guy who just travels around doing odd jobs and seems like uh, he's traveling, but there's no romance to it. Like he seems kind of sad. Like head empty and like he only cares about having like enough money and clean and like and like new new clean underwear for tomorrow and uh then he finds out that full metal alchemist happened like 800 years ago and there's a bunch of monsters made out of coins and he meets a like bird hand monster and they uh try to collect those coins hmm. then there's a uh, i'm writer amazons the last of our writers in that uh we've mentioned the show a like few times and that it is a um adult oriented r-rated copywriter show uh that is on amazon prime it had two 13 episode seasons so it is a uh, a shorter show it's definitely graphic it's definitely um if there's like three categories of common writer there's like tech theme writers there's magic theme writers and there's biological writers this is the biological writer side so there's a lot of biting, a lot of cutting, a lot of eating. Uh, it's strange. 
it's also one that like I've seen, but it's also potentially like um interesting. Then we get away from Kamen Rider with uh Jetman. Hmm. So Jetman um is also Sentai like Gokaiger. So maybe that would be a um I've not seen this show. Uh it is the Sentai show that aired the year before the Sentai show that became Power Rangers. So it is like one year before Power Rangers, basically. Um, it is about a team of like special ops jet fighters um, that have to stop a, a like evil empire, like very basic, like Sentai team shit. It's commonly called the best Super Sentai show that ever aired. Oh, damn. Put on the list. Put on the list. All right. And then some Ultraman with Ultraman Orb. Now, this is, um, I do not know much about this show. Uh, the only thing I know is that a lot of people love Ultraman Orb and that it's of the modern in the last like 10 year shows. It's darker, a little bit more serious, and that there is a pretty strong relationship between the main Ultraman and the main villain. And that, that and that like their kind of blood feud like really runs deep and resonates throughout like the whole franchise. Like once it starts up and this is also a um, like shorter show. I think it's only 26 episodes. We could check it out. All right. And then I also put, if we uh, were hurting for options, we could do some Godzilla. We could do some Metal Hero, um, some, um, some Gavin, or we could do like some little like Power Rangers. Um, the main thing there is like uh, we could look at the comic or we could look at Power Rangers RPM, which was a series that aired when they thought the show was going off the air. So they just kind of went with it and made Terminator, <laughs> but Power Rangers. Okay. And a lot of people like it. Uh, the cast is really interesting. It's like probably has the most successful Power Rangers cast. Um, it has the girl from iZombie. And uh, if you watched, uh, what's that show? Uh, Jessica Jones. Yeah. Her neighbor. Her neighbor with the drug addiction is uh, the Red Ranger. Uh, oh, wow. His name okay. is Hacka Darvel. Uh, and then the Yellow Ranger is Rose McIver, who is. Uh, the main character of iZombie. Okay. So, so yeah. uh, I know you've seen it, but I still want to kind of check out Amazon's if that's cool. Amazon's? Okay. Yeah. So is that our fifth option? Yeah, that'd be fifth. All right. So we got a nice little list there. We have to check out. Now, I will say we don't necessarily have to check out this one if we are feeling strongly, uh, but the number one slot on this list was a uh, reserve for Comrade Revise. Uh, and there's Kamen Rider Build, then there's Jetman, then there's Ultraman Orb, and there's Kamen Rider Amazon. So that is our list of things to check out. Uh, those are all good. <laughs> uh, those are all like fun options that I think people would be very excited for. Mm-hmm. It would be fun, I think, uh, to start with this. Um, for Revice, people would love that because it's the currently airing show and one of their favorite Sentais. For Build, it would just be two previous shows that people love the hell out of uh jetman we would be doing some double up on sentai and i think like that would be a lot of fun uh for orb and amazons they're both good shows and honestly they're both shows that we could like do in six months so like that's even the case for like we could do both like in a year like at our pace basically which would be interesting but regardless uh we have a list and a little bit later we'll talk about how we're going to cover those two uh, that for the next time for us. For right now, let's get on to our second chunk of this finale arc. Ugh. With uh, episode 46, Goodbye My Hero, and uh, final chapter, The End of the World, the story that is born. I talk too much at once. <laughs> uh, so for chapter 46, uh, the world is ending her and the battle is finaler as Toma approaches Storius. Uh, he says he is not the hero, but just a novelist. Everyone then decides not to die, and the tides turn a little bit. Um, a re- revive slash shoots through Buster to kill a sage. Uh, the Shindai siblings also die killing a sage. May helps Luna up. Storius tells Toma how he was a writer too, and was disillusioned by his work already being in the omniscient tome. Tom responds by saying books and friends are cool and important, but not really engaging with Storius's deep existential depression. Um, 
May types up Toma's book, and then Toma fights Storius using the powers of all his friends. The world ends starts, and Toma is beaten, as everyone's powers fade. So, yeah. What were your thoughts on, like, this second-to-last episode? So, bye. Uh, I enjoyed the, uh, the fight. The fight was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, like I always say, like, Saber has the best fights I've seen in, uh, Toku. Haven't seen a lot, but they have really good fighting scenes. And, uh, like, I like the, the, uh, Storius, uh, saying that he's pretty much Toma's opposite. Yeah. Like I said, uh, earlier. And I would say lean into that more in the big, uh, the first few episodes of Saber. I think it would have made they more sense. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, for so long, Storius is just, like, there menacingly, like, doing nothing, like, looking at a mannequin. Yeah. Like, typing. It's like, ah, oh, this is great. Um, I really got what he was saying, though, and I feel like Toma didn't really answer him too well. Like, he just said that stories are good and my friends are cool. But he didn't actually engage with the fact that, like, Storius saw that all of the things he was doing were predetermined. Mm-hmm. Like, Toma just said, yeah, but I'm different. <laughs> That's all he said. And I kind of like that the uh, the whole I didn't really see it the whole predetermination thing. I like that. Yeah, and like stories being like just like just wrecked finding out that all his stories he came up with, with like things that's already been written. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. And like I just like really, it felt flat to me when like Tom was just like, yes, but like stories are good and they help people. It's like yeah, but like at least, like, sympathize with the guy a little bit. Like, your power is that you could make new stories. Like, realize that that's, like, a cool privilege that you have if everybody else is predetermined. But, I don't know. Just a weird episode. Uh, for episode 47. Um, Toma gets thrown down the Darth Maul hole. Ren dies, and the Wonder World is swallowed more. Primitive Dragon appears and helps Toma as the fight continues. Yuri uses the last of his powers to revive Ren and Ketabur fading. All the books from the world disappear. Luna reaches Toma as the Wonder Ride books lose power. Rintaro and Kento make the save as Luna and the Wonder World fades. Everyone's wishes and swords become the Wonder Almighty Ride book. The main three transform and whoop Storius' ass in base form, or super base form for Toma. Every Wonder Ride book also joins the fight as Toma asks Storius why he wrote poetry. Storius dies and cries as realizes he loved to write and these a new story. Then the most world ending happens, for real this time. Um, in the void, stories are told and the world's rekindled. The whole cast smiles and I wrote that Yuri looks goaded, I'm not sure why. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one year later, Toba disappeared but the world was saved. The books will not turn and the Sword of Light lost its power. Vanished people are still vanished. Kento has a bad fit on Toba won an award, and a Humagare's there. Then everything gets fixed even more by Toba for an even more happier ending. Uh, and then he comes back as the Force Ghost of Tassel, Luna, Bach, and the villains look on. The end. <laughs> Copywriter Saber. Ah, <laughs> uh, just... <laughs> Not the ending that I expected. We had so many fun endings. Like, uh, we just, like, made a game, like, at a certain point in the show... How do you think this is going to end? Because we're not loving the show right now. And then like 40 episodes later. <laughs> yeah. Um, I liked how Primitive Dragon helped Toma from the hole and like in the fight. I thought that was cool. Like that was a very fun moment. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, just the world ends more. But it's happened a and bunch like, already. And like seeing all the uh, books come alive and fight stories is pretty cool too. Yeah. But it's just like the power of friendship all comes together and they win. Like, and that's fine. That's how a lot of stories end. And that's like, sometimes like what you need to do to have such a complete failure early on is have like a victory like this. But like when we aren't feeling it, like it just kind of becomes like, it feels contrived. Like if it's done well before then, like a like show can kind of earn that ending and be like, okay, it's dumb. But like, they was like, done a good job elsewhere but if they don't it just feels dumb do you think it'd been better if toma never came back and he was kind of like uh forget the guy's name from game and he just like comes to visit whenever it is like a crisis or something or you think it's better that he came back uh i when he came back like i was like okay we got 
our second epilogue here, <laughs> and he and they undid all the consequences. Yeah, like when like everyone came back, it's like okay, it was kind of nice that it was bittersweet, you know. And then they just undid that. Yeah, I thought he was just gonna like live in a, a wonder world and just like keep writing books for everyone to read and stories and stuff like that. But nope, he's back. Kinda and like, that wasn't a bad ending. Like like that was a good ending. I felt. Yeah, I thought so too. Um, I like seeing that human gear in the crowd. Uh, yeah, I kind of like kept looking forward in the crowd. And I saw it again. I'm like, wow, really? It's really human gear. The thing I'll remember most about this show, I think, is how many people come back as force ghosts with really bad haircuts. <laughs> it's just <laughs> there's like nine force ghosts at the end. It was great. Force ghosts, my goodness. I mean, what else are they? <laughs> That's the only way I can describe it as a force ghost. Yeah. Uh, and like um, there's one point like in the final battle too where like Toma throws his sword into the sky and it lodges in like some stone and like like they linger on a shot of it lodged in stone and then he never gets the sword back and like it never comes back in the frame which is like a weird moment to be like setting up something and then he just gets a different sword <laughs> but yeah um, that's the end of the story uh, unless well Unless something very special, but um, before that, I do want to talk about um, our final thoughts on the series and these episodes. Did it tell a story? You won't forget? Uh, no, nah, I definitely forget it. Um, a lot of these characters are already like uh, I've already forgotten their names of, so they're not like really any memorable characters, but I did enjoy the journey though, like potting about it, talking to you every other Tuesday and just the experience of going to another camaraderie show. It's been fun. No, you say, man, that was a lot of fun. Uh, we definitely had to bake our own fun a little bit, though, uh, which is why we just like keep calling stuff by like, oh, well, uh, they went to like the hyperbolic time shaver and like saw force ghosts. <laughs> yeah, uh, I do want to say that um, there are some real high points in this show as far as um, like the choreography and like the stunt work. And, like, a lot of their, like, special graphics and, like, montages, like, um, at the end of the movie, there's a really cool one. At the end of each arc, there's, like, a really cool, like, reflection on the characters and what they're doing. I just wish that they had some basic character work and, like, maybe, like, instead of having what seemed like every episode have a new power or new writer or new monster show up, they, like, just had like a little bit more like basic storytelling in the character honestly yeah not too much a little bit of here and there would have definitely helped the story out a lot and we were like pretty hopeful when yuri showed up but then like we just liked yuri and (laughs) tassel the whole time yeah uh and like i couldn't help thinking too when like they showed all the people that were like had seen the wonder world coming back there was like four people i was like okay that is a thing too where only four arcs had people in trouble and interacting with the writers in the whole show. And like, I get COVID, but it just drew attention to that to me that like all the people that helped showed up, but it was like four people. And that brings us to a very special breaking found out last week that we had a fifth episode of Saber to do talk about this week, which is a special issue, a new page opens and, uh, for that, they are all having a beach day in the Sword of Logos base and talking about life. Rintaro keeps trying to tell Mei he likes her and not working up the nerve when the Shindai siblings interrupt. A monster from Kamen Rider Revice appears. Um, Ryoga and Rintaro duel as he offers Rintaro the role of Master Logos. Rika seems jealous of the way that Ryoga is looking at Mei. Um... Deadpool shows up and farts. <laughs> then they find out um, about some teen friends who are sad, but all love Toma's book. They convince these kids to show up for a like final meeting where one goes overseas for a like soccer camp, and they fight the monster as the new writer appears. A dude that loves Common Rider and has a Common Rider 01 plush appears as may explains everything that the new writer is doing in detail including a megalodon themed comrider decade form question mark for me at least um and then they win 
and learn about the new rider working at a bathhouse. Um, they can't see the spirit when he's not transformed. And then those characters leave. And Rotaro finally works up the courage to ask May to be part of his family. She says, oh, we're already family. We're all good friends. <laughs> friends, though. And then we get another epilogue. <laughs> um, after they reform the Swords of Logos, we get a, another epilogue to the store where Kento and Toma are talking about how Kento could work there. And then May and Rotaro show up in matching denim <laughs> to show that they got together despite the fact that Reiko was mad in the previous scene. So, yeah. Thoughts on this one, Seppai? <laughs> Very odd episode, to say the least. Um, yeah. It was cool to see the new writers and uh, see, like, the new gimmick for the next season. Um, but overall, just an odd episode. For me personally, I kind of like how for a lot of seasons before this, um, you wouldn't get that epilogue until, like, the crossover movie. So it'd be like, in real time, it had been three months, and in the world, it, like, it may have been, like, a year or two or whatever, but, like, there's, like, oh, their haircuts change, and, oh, they're acting, like, a little different, and, like, the status quo is a little different. Mm-hmm. That's fun to me, and, but the next episode, is like, okay, this is just more of the same, but after you've already had an ending. Yeah. Just felt like, like you said, it would have been better served if it was, like, a couple months afterward. Yeah. Um, I... I did like seeing the characters interact with like people with a group of teens, which is like this is like one of a handful of times like it happened like in the series for probably like COVID reasons, but it just was like, oh, the fact there's people here interacting with writers, that's fun compared to them just going to warehouses and, and like doing cool shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um the big the big elephant in the room though is what do you think of uh the new common writers? characters uh i did like the gimmick a lot um the actors you know it takes a while takes a while to like settle into the role yeah it does so i want i want to be too critical on them but uh i do like the gimmick though kind of reminds me of like a shinigami from death note or something yeah um i liked the main dude but like the whole like devil spirit guy i was definitely like this is too much like maybe this tapers off a bit as like the series goes on but it definitely came on extremely strong just to be like hey I'm a ghost and I'm like doing an accent and I'm farting <laughs> and I'm breaking the fourth wall that's a lot of things at once yeah um, I liked his uh, support friend that was the one that gave him the mission to find all the stamps or whatever the 10 stamps yeah what are your feelings on the Shindai siblings it's just uncomfortable yeah. I don't know like what made it switch because someone pointed out she was such a solid character when she's by herself and then they introduced her her brother, she just became the overprotective sister. It's kinda weird. Yeah. Um we must have talked about this like three different times at this point to be like, hey, she was really cool forever and then she got super obsessed with her brother and stopped being important to the plot. So dumb. Um but maybe we'll get the answer to this. In Kamen Rider Saber, Trio of Deep Sin, the three movies that are coming out in theaters set eight years after the Swordsman new story has begun. Oh, God. They do not want Saber to be over. Jeez. Uh, I mean, they all get these at this point, like these like special... Yeah. So this m- m- might actually be like direct to DVD, and they're going to have like other movies in theaters. But still, it's just like... The trio of deep sin does not make me think. <laughs> it's like okay, some sh- like some shit's gonna happen. Good for them, but yeah, I don't know. I'm excited to see how the actors of Saber show up in other stuff later because I think a lot of them might just be like fun to return and be like, oh, that's Slash, and outside of the context like of a series, he's like a fun like cameo for like a fight, you know? Yeah, but there's not a lot to say. Uh, just we watched it. It's over. Uh, it was a fun journey. And yeah, like I keep wanting to like have something more to say, but like I feel like the whole time watching this end, there was stuff where I was like, oh, I could really talk if I cared and felt like it was intentional about some of the metaphors and storytelling things. And like, 
gonna be something like i'll go to bat and be like oh this is a really interesting narrative construction that they've made but like i have to care enough and i have to think it's intentional like it's like oh like i'll like go to bat for how the story is actually very interesting and what it's saying about like this theme but i never really got that from saber it would like fall backwards into some like fun dynamics like the whole thing where like luna was like oh i'm sad that when i meet toma the story will end as the show's that like that could be like a cool like oh don't be sad about like the show ending because like your friends are still there and your memories are like there will be stories later but it just like didn't feel earned you know mm-hmm. yeah you know i don't know but uh so without more to say let's say a little bit more and say uh who are our mvps for these episodes and then let's just go from there and our mvps for the like series so first let's say uh who are our uh let's have a uh, our mvps of the episodes then we'll go these four for the series after that yeah these four or five Ooh. i guess if you saw anybody you liked uh mvp man this is tough so tough. Yeah, so we'll do the mvps top three designs then we'll circle back around and do that for the series i mean i could just be ignorant and just and just disregard saying this in general and just saying somebody else but gotta give it a toma right I mean, save the day, or I could, or I could say May, who put the the note out to everybody to like sh- share their stories. I think May has this, a. I would definitely think that you had a stronger argument for May, but like I think so too. You don't right? got to give it to Toma. You don't got to give it to oh, okay. for doing this shit. <laughs> I didn't really think she had that in her. Wait. Oh, whatever, man. whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'll, I'll go with May MVP. Who you got? I'm gonna say uh, the MVP uh, for me. Uh, there's not even any like fun side characters like the guy in the like pink jacket. I could say is the MVP. Uh, so I guess for me, um, has to be Reka because uh, for one, I did see a lot of the common rider loving like women that love like women on my timeline being like damn when she was like in that like a uh, sports bra and like good for them she's a fun character she's doing a lot with a little those two characters got so little screen time but consistently were both great and they always just made what they had work pretty well so for this episode the end of the series my mvp is reka that i didn't see that coming bro honestly though it a very honorable mention to the Primitive Dragon book because he showed up out of nowhere and that was like a very cool little scene. Yeah, I wasn't expecting to see the Primitive Dragon again, but I like that. Uh, so I have to ask, uh, a new section that we're doing is our like fit of the week. So what was your fit of the week for this week? Uh, I forget his name. What's the guys from uh, Revise? His, his name? name is Icky. I like the swag. You know, the, the shirt rolled up. Sleeves up. I like I like that look. That was fresh. I'm gonna say uh Kento had the wild fits going on. Like at the very end he had like sweatpants that were like the thigh was yellow and the pants were and like the like shins were black and it was like a weird like half look. Um and then in the in the first epilogue, not the second one, he has like a long sleeve shirt where it looks like he just like taped on a bunch of like sweater sleeves like for his forearms like he's wearing like gauntlets mm-hmm. and that was nice uh a like very like eternal bad fit um ooh, who would you say is your uh who had the best and worst fits in this series though over the whole series over the whole series Ooh, worst fit i Dang. do gotta say we have to be a little bit restrained and say we can't say tassel the best fit that's too easy ah okay worst too good fit or best fit like it's like let's each pick one like worst first i'll go worst fit uh the shindai siblings i mean they wore the same thing the whole time like change it up a little bit you know honestly i was gonna maybe give them best fit because they wore the same thing but they look good each time they had like three outfits each and they always look good I, I gotta see multiple 
I got to see what kind of range you got. That's just me. So my worst fit uh, has to go to Kento consistently. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say Kento too. His weird like burlap sack like outfit he had going on when he was evil. Uh, his wild like what he was like Huckleberry Finn outfits like Tomo was also bad but Kento felt like a little bit more aggressive sometimes. Who was your best fit of the series? Best fit? Ooh. Somebody that right. just and sauce the whole time. The problem with a lot of people just like wearing the same outfit all the time. Yeah, they kind of all dress alike, which is kind of weird. Just different colors. Uh, I like Dogami. Okay. Had like the dad, oh. the dad, comma rider swag on. <laughs> I guess for me, it has to be May because May consistently had outfits on that weren't just the same thing. And I never thought they were too bad. So that's or what I'm going to say. Sophia, is like all you all white everything. <laughs> yeah, all white every day, Sophia. But she also never changed her up. Well, ooh, that one time she was in that like red dress. So maybe. I don't know. Now I have to ask. Um, if you had three designs from this series, what were your top three? Monster, rider, whatever. Uh, favorite rider suit would be uh, Buster, for sure. Uh... I really like the Brave Dragon and uh, Cross Saber. Okay. Um, I liked Saber's knight form, Draconic Knight with the silver and the red. Like, that looked pretty good. Like, I felt as far as, like, making that work. Um, I liked uh, the Cardabist Medjid. Like, I liked the white with the mouth. It showed up a fair bit. Um, and then I think I'm gonna have to go uh oh what's his name again damn uh for bach in his common rider form um when he's common rider like falchion with like that like orange and like the flame yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a pretty good look i forgot this, about like, him and that brings us to the very end who is our mvps of the season give me with you the hard three. question i got three picks for mvp you get three for the season and there is no limit. Like, it can be anybody you want. Okay, so I gotta go uh, Tassel, most predictable yeah. MVP. <laughs> kind of yeah, hard to make it. a list without him on it. Uh, second, I will go Yuri. Okay, that's a good one. Yuri's been solid from beginning to end. And last but not least, Disaster. Ooh. Like, he kind of carried the last few episodes, though. Like, the little patch episodes. Like, he, he, didn't, yeah. per- he didn't perform in the first half at all. But the second half, think about, think about how this show would have been without him and the ring combo. No, yeah. like Literally he just carried it. Showed up out of nowhere, basically. Because, like, <laughs> remember that point where he hadn't been in the show for, like, 20 episodes or made, like, one appearance? Exactly. And then he was in every episode. He was in every like episode. Episodes. Like, every single one. If you think about it, it's kind of is so weird that you know what I'm saying that we like had a lot of fun moments with him and Ren. Yeah, so that's a tough one. Uh I have four and three of them match yours. Tassel is definitely up there. Yuri's definitely up there. Disaster's up there. But also, I gotta give it up for Bach, who's only in like four episodes. Yeah, he did he a was great solid. job. Mm-hmm. Um and was the movie villain. Yeah. He did great in like Every role that gave him, like, he has a force ghost. Um, I should note that uh, he is one of the main characters in Kamen Rider Amazons. So, like, he's, like, a, like, fun actor. Um, okay. Oh, um, one honorable mention for best fit and MVP that we probably can't actually give it to, but Zox, when he showed up, that was Zox. a good fit, good character. I forgot about him. Damn, you got all the hits. But uh, so maybe it's just like, so maybe it's just Tassel disaster. Maybe it's uh, Tassel Bacht, and Zox is my pick. The three characters that got the least to do. Yeah, but they 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 play their role to the T. You know what I mean? Sometimes that's all you got to do. Yeah. Uh, t- Isn't it crazy? Like disaster is more developed than like, let's say like, <laughs> name a writer. <laughs> yeah. It's Slash. Yeah. <laughs> Rentaro, Toba, and Rentaro start off like on a crazy like he was like the main character for like the first like five episodes. He had like a rivalry with Zuos, 
never really went anywhere with that after they fought. It's kind of odd. I don't know, man. Oh, maybe the true MVP is Legaliel. That oh god, one guy you forgot that his name one. of a couple episodes ago. That guy, Legale, Legaliel. Oh. No, but uh, like best fit has to be Zuos. Just that like one vest he always wore. I wonder they like go completely left and say Storios because he had like the old Marilyn Manson type swag, like super goth to fuck out. <laughs> I like this final outfit, honestly. Yeah. Like he had like the finger ring. Yeah. yeah. We he never mentioned, but he gets like a rider form. Episode 44. Dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that thing that we said where Tomo would get a final a, a like extra final form that was just his first form happened also. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Um and his like look storious, like his casual look, he just had like a tie on his head too, which was never explained or really got into. Yeah, but, never um, got into that. But yeah, uh, that is the MVPs, that is the fits, and that is the designs for Grandmaster Saber. I like this segment. So now, yeah, you like the segment? Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, cool. I want to like do more stuff like this, like more segments, less just long stretches and let's talk about shit, you know? It'll be better for us. But yeah. So our plan for the coming weeks is uh, that things are going to turn over uh, pretty soon. So with that, um, next time will be uh, part six of uh, me and Steph for the Book Club podcast, um, looking at Cameron Hipkey episodes thirty-seven through forty-two. That's the that's the uh, penultimate episode. That's the uh, episode ninety-seven, and then um, episode ninety-eight <coughs> and ninety-nine uh, will come out in the same week, and we're going to have a like guest spot. And we're also going to have um, the final Comrade Hibiki episode. I relook at episodes 43 through 48 and finish that series off. And then the week after that, so uh, three weeks from now, is episode 100 of Common Rider. So that means that uh, me, Senpai, and Steph are going to get together and talk about doing this show, but also a uh, very important foundational thing, which is. Uh, the original 1954 Gojira or Godzilla. Yeah. That original movie, which would be a lot of fun. Cause that's like one, one like granddaddy, like of them all really, you know? And then from there, we're going to start some new stuff. Uh, in the next two book club episodes, uh, we are narrowing down to our book club option for the fall for me and Steph. And then, uh, for episode one Oh one, that is, uh, me and Senpai checking out a couple of these options from our list uh which is right now come right a revise come right a build Jetman, ultraman orb and come right amazons and probably take us that um that'll probably take us one or two episodes but we'll pick from there what series we're going to follow this year and with that that's a lot of housekeeping but uh when you're keeping house where they find you step by you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Copacetic Senpai. Where can they find you, Kip? You can find me on Twitter.com at James Forge. If you want to go on Twitter or Instagram, you can check out Common Rider with me. If you want to find Common Rider with me on Twitter or Instagram, check out at Common Rider with me. There's CommonRiderWithMe.com with uh, links to our show on various podcast platforms. If you go to CommonRiderWithMe.com slash episodes, there is a merch at copyrightforme.com slash merch. All proceeds go into the Trevor Project. And then there is just a whole lot of fun. And then uh, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That is very important for the show's continued growth and development. Um, we haven't made a, 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 a call to action for a while. So just to say this, at uh, 15 five-star reviews, that is when uh, the uh, game progress key uh, will be sent out to one of the five star people that we like pick on like uh the episode following that and then uh that will continue at like 25 35 how about so 50 and if we uh reach 50 that is a special because uh Tom Ryder revises the 50th anniversary and we're giving away a whole ass belt but until then uh please send any questions to podcast at or let us know on twitter what you think as well there too but for right now, uh, yes. Did we learn anything from 
watching Kamen Rider Saber. <clears throat> Read more books, and you are the protagonist of your own story.